Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 242 of the Fans of Power podcast. I'm Nathan Kennedy, joined as always by the Rotten Amato, Joe Amato, and the man himself, T-Rex, Tyler Baker. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I, I need to work on the, the, the intros again. I got to get back into the groove of that. Because Joe was like, oh, you go ahead and do it. Because I'm the, the freshest of, of these three gentlemen. Everyone else is tired and didn't get enough sleep, even though we gained an hour last night. Or they Their body clocks are off, so hopefully that doesn't affect the show. I naturally get tired at 9 o'clock, 8.30 at night. That doesn't matter what day it was. It's just how my body's conditioned to start winding down at this time here. So you people who uh, bitch about my attitude, I'm doing this for you, so I don't hear any of your bullshit. You know, I'm depriving myself of good quality sleep to bring you guys entertainment, whether you like me or not here, people. For free. It's time change. It sucked it. for me. It just threw me off. It's like, yeah, like I said, you got an extra hour of sleep. I was like, man, I just fell off. Not to, okay, I'm going to talk about yesterday. Yesterday was Halloween. Hello, everyone. We'll get to you Oh, in yeah. A Are you but, bummed? Uh, did, did you still go trick-or-treating, Joe? Were you still knocking on no, doors? You're like, I please, mean, I, I know it's a pandemic trick. I wanted some candy. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to do it, but I was like, I can't. And believe me, it was. this is the most crowded it's been in this neighborhood in years because it's the first time it's had rain in, I think, like six years. But I was tempted. I was like, nah, I'm not going to go out with these dirty fuckers. You don't know what they're doing in their house. But besides that, I did get in my three movies I have to watch on Halloween. I got to watch the original 1978 Halloween. I have to watch Friday the 13th, the final chapter. And then Trick or Treat has become yeah, a tradition. I have right. to watch that. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to see it. But what sucked is I was all ready through the whole week. I was like, all right, every year, you know what's on TV? It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And I was like, what the fuck? It ain't listed. Yeah, I and I was that. yeah, so I'm going through all the channels and different times. I was like, oh, maybe it'll be on the next day. The day before, I was like, nothing. And then somebody told me, they said, oh, apparently, like, Apple bought up the rights to have it, so it's on their service. I was like, that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, you know, I'm going to say it again. Not everybody's privileged enough to have money to where they can get all these extra services. We've been watching Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown for free since 1966. Once a year, it's a tradition that not only we keep carrying on, but can go to uh, Next Generation, and they took it away. And Man, that fucking pissed you, me off. So. Do you not have it on DVD or anything? No, and that's uh, the thing. Go to eBay now. Of course, go to eBay now and look for any of these specials and see how they skyrocketed. Because I think the rumor is that even the Christmas special is going to be taken away, and that's going to be only on Apple. Well, that sucks. It's like, so yeah, even if I want it now on DVD, I'm not paying eBay well, prices. Aren't they all on YouTube to watch, though? Like, I mean, you can find mo most of the, the Christmas specials. And I'll be honest. I looked... I looked for uh, It's a Great Pumpkin, and it didn't show up, but, like, Garfield's uh, Halloween special came up. But I don't think I could find it, unless it's under some weird title. You know, people are going to be clever and yeah. just list it different. But I didn't see it, so I mean, that was I, a bummer. I, I, I'm going to agree. I mean, I haven't watched any of the, the holiday specials on TV in I, probably well over a decade, if not more. But I did like the idea of, of all those, those things coming up. But I, it always pissed me off that they would play them so early in the month, like when December hits – They'll play Rudolph and all of them. It's like, we got to hurry and get this shit out of the way so we can play our primetime bullshit. You know, it's like, I, 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 I could wait to see how I met your mother Christmas special bullshit, you know, close to Christmas. And you're like, Rudolph, fuck that. You know, <laughs> I, I just always hated that because I always seem to remember, maybe it's just my, my memories not lined up, but I always thought watching that stuff as they got closer to Christmas. And I don't remember if they aired the stuff closer to Christmas. Maybe it was always 
early on but uh no you're right like... i mean when we were growing up it was very close either it was right on christmas day or like a two three day weekend but yeah. you're right when it hit december it's like december 1st rudolph shiny new year or something it's like on the first of december and all these days it's so damn early yeah i, I never like like playing it on like thanksgiving weekend like why the hell are you are you blowing your wad on all these christmas Dude, specials so they... early on and then you have nothing to build up to like it's it was all it, hell. Even watching The Wizard of Oz, like one year, once a year on CBS. Even though I owned it on VHS, it was still like a magical thing because I knew my parents watched it when they were kids that one time of the year. And I I thought it was cool to carry on the tradition. So when you know all those shows, like me and Nathan can remember, like on Nickelodeon when they would play the Halloween specials only in October, it'd be kind of a mixed bag. All the weekend of Halloween, that's when they would play everything that was Halloween. It was just I don't know. People are so. Um, you know, I know the whole streaming thing changed the game, but it just they've been doing it for years on cable, like, you know, forcing the stuff out of the way. And, and then you see how they advertise and all the their their original shit. And that's what maybe we just kind of feel like it's like not important to maintain that tradition. So that way, well, we can get all kinds of good ratings for our, our you know, like who gives a rat's ass Thursdays and all that other nonsense. Yeah, it's a basketball reference for you. I no, I when it comes to those specials, man, like I watched all of those as a kid, but as I got older I kinda just drifted away from all of that. Sorry, no, I I, I could just hear like the clong clong. I was like, What what the hell's he got? Oh sorry. I'm trying to look at that. It says Masters of the Universe. Where, where did you get that? Oh, it's a Yeti, but I've got I've got Errol McCarthy artwork. I've got the movie poster artwork. I've got Thundercats. I've got Turtles. I got Mortal Kombat 2, Predator, Chong Lee, and Snake Eyes. All things that motivate my ass in the gym are all my Yeti. That's pretty cool. I, I like the Chong Lee. That's that's a surprise seeing Chong Lee on there. I like that. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, let me but say I, hello I, to I, everybody I'm in this. Oh, wait. I, don't watch the, I, don't, I get depressed watching the holiday stuff. Anymore. I can't watch Frosty or Garfield. I get depressed because I'm like, man, Christmas isn't like what it used to be. It just sucks. It's depressing. There's nothing to look forward that's to. Why mo that's so why most watch, people have a deep, dark despair. That's why most people have kids. And so they can, like, it gets, I feel like anyway, so they can get excited about well, the holidays but my, again. But my nephew doesn't come in until after Christmas. So, like, there's nothing to build up at Christmas. I'm like, all right, please let, let the NBA come back at Christmas so I've get, get, got games to watch Christmas Day. Other than that, there's nothing going on. Is the NBA going to come back that soon already? They're talking. They're, they're trying to push it for Christmas. That way, they can get revenue for the Christmas Day oh. games. And if not, it'd be wow. a Martin Luther King yeah, Day. It's all all so. money based. I know the NHL. They would. They said it would be. Uh, they're thinking like January, but that might get pushed back as well. I don't know. Well, sooner the better. I say for all of us. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> well, let me say hello to you suckers in the chat room, and then we can kind of get started into. Well, we'll probably start off with Buzz Off Pride. I think that'd be cool. But Zentron, Jaime Mares, uh, JSP, DJ Tags, Michael Purvis, Curtis Ackerman, Grimbot, Pop Hut 69, Darth Baca, Daniel Carhunen. You're always promoting us. Appreciate that. Gavin the Nerve, uh, Ma Masters Collector, Carlos. I won't say your last name because I don't want to butcher it. Febmon, and oh, I think I said Grimbot. And I got everybody, I believe. Let me just go one more part to the bottom. I know I forgot to hit the wrong thing. And Adam Gabbert. So there, I got you all. Missed anybody? Sorry about that. What'd you say? <laughs> so, huh? what? Yeah, I know. Like, I speak of like, Adam, I got you all. No, I know. 
Nori said, Adam, I said, I think I got you all. I said, never missed anybody. Adam, I got you all, man. And Zen Brown, thanks for popping in. But, uh, well, as for, well, before we do get into the regular topics, as for, like, you know, any recent news for Masters, I know that wave uh, four of the WWE Masters figures, I think those were starting to pop up around stores and everywhere. I think that wave two is maybe for uh, Origins, popping up at some mm. walmarts i know that they're available online i know that uh i've seen many people with manny faces orco scare glow trap jaw and a bizarre thing is people who were getting like i guess at, they did amazon orders for scare glow i think in particular scare glow maybe others and those people that got multiples like let's like, say six to ten of them they were getting theirs but people that were doing single orders they said sorry we can't uh, like fulfill your order so, like That's tons sick. of people had their orders yeah it sucked for them so tons got their orders canceled but I guess they should be hitting the stores probably soon. And, of course, Snake Mountain has finally started arriving to people, and that's a big sucker. I mean, that thing is just gigantic. So, uh, I mean, yeah, if you have the money, it's great. It would have been cool to own, but, man, that's massive. So I've seen that in a lot of pages. Eric Amen, hook us up with those, like, 15 that you bought. You can give away three of those. It would be all right. Yeah, didn't you? Didn't Eric? Yeah, he bought like. Did he buy seven? Or it was. Six or I, seven? I want to say it was six. I'm not sure. He'll Eric. Yeah. If if you show up at some point in the chat, I know he does that sometimes. Uh, let us know the number, or just leave a comment down below and give us the exact number. But you, you can spare three. Come on, that'd be all right. I have. I have well, this, Eric. I have the space now. Like I got the space behind me. I can just set the the fucking thing in the floor, and it'll look great. Just come on. You know you want to. There's no way I could fit it in my room. I have absolutely no room to fit something like that. I mean, it's just gigantic. It's even bigger than Castle Grayskulls for the classics lines. Like, I couldn't fit. I don't know about Tyler. He'd probably have to clear up a whole fucking shelf in back of all that. I'd have to get rid of this, which I intend to, this computer I don't use anymore. I need to just get rid of it. So if I wanted to do something like that, I could. But I've got, just got to get rid of all that stuff, get it out, box it up. I don't care, whatever. So... I'm surprised what I can do. If I'm motivated enough, I can make room for damn near almost anything. But I'm not motivated as much because I feel like I had to rearrange everything. I'm like, oh god, it's like it, and this room is the hardest because I feel like it, it, you know when you mess with one shelf, it's just you know then you find yourself dusting each figure. You're like, oh god, and then I got then you feel like I'm gonna change this up, and it's just it's a whole big yeah. production. Uh. I, I, so. I have those canisters of air. I don't know if you guys ever used them, but that's how I was like dusting at one point. I was like, oh, I can't dust hundreds and hundreds that of figures. That would be so a good way. I, just went to... I mean, you, you would probably yeah, have to like, kind of really keep a distance, though, because I feel you get close enough, it starts to just blow shit over everywhere. It's, but it's quick. It's instead of grabbing the figure and wipe, 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 use yeah. it, done, put it back up, put it back up. Just definitely don't be doing it with anybody has like a loose little like weapon, like my horror stuff with Jason and some of those real small yeah. weapons or accessories. You do that blows like where the fuck did yeah. it go? And not so, to mention if it, it any does... of that NECA stuff falls off the shelf, you run the risk of something breaking on it. Oh, man. Hell, just taking the shit out of the box, you're running the risk of breaking yeah. it. You, you, you pay all that money for a NECA figure like you damn well... It, this thing's ought to come with insurance. I think they can do them better. These days, it seems like they're a little stronger, but the earlier on with some of the NECA stuff, yeah, those things were popping and breaking. Like I said, when I broke my RoboCop, it just pissed yeah. me off. I was like, what do I do now? His legs just busted off, and I tried to glue it on. I was like, it wouldn't glue back on, and that yeah, that sucked. I think their quality is better these days, but I guess with anything, stuff can break, but early on, it was bad. Hell, even remember the 2000X figures. I remember I heard everybody talking about, my Triclops head popped off. I was like, well, mine hasn't popped off. Sure no, enough, two months later, 
Mine did two months later. I was rearranging, putting the stuff. I was like, oh, fuck, it popped off. So I have a Triclops with a popped off head that I had to reattach. Uh, so. I, I did want to give an update. Uh, our, our local Walmart that I found the Origins figures at, they actually did somehow manage, even with all those uh, He-Man and Skeletor clogging the, the pegs, they did have a restock with Wave 1 because I saw Evil Land, Man-in-Arms, Tila, and everybody was there. Yeah. So uh, uh, hopefully a few more he-mans and skeletors will be purchased those guys will be gone of course and then if wave two does show up hopefully i can at least scare glow or like you know uh joe if you find any out in the wild or any of you guys in the chat like if you come across an extra scare glow just hit me up because that's the i'm not going to spend three hundred dollars on a vintage one i'll just take i'll I'll take the origins i I will put scare glow on the show Right, definitely. If I see another Scareglow or even Oracle, because, you know, like, even Danielle, you know, she said that she's not flipping over Origins, but she said that Oracle does look cool as shit. If that pops up, she'd love to get it. And same thing with you, Tyler. I mean, I know you're not flipping over them, but if there's any of those Origins that you thought, hey, might be cool and I catch it, I could always pick up one for you. Well, it's got to be in person, too. Like, I, I don't want you picking up Clanchep if his face sculpt looks like dog shit in person and if Ninjor looks you know, diminutive or, you know, it's, uh, I mean, they, they got to look like you know, really, really good. Cause I, I mean, I'm still going to pick up some for Bryant, but, um, you know what I'm hoping with it? If anything, I didn't mean to cut you off Tyler, but at least with these but, figures but is anyway, I love how you keep doing it. Keep calling it as if like, you know, it's like, you, you're like, you're like a crack out of here. Could you imagine one time when I said like, Hey, I didn't mean to cut you off. And Tyler was like, no, fuck that. You did cut me off. Now I'm going to get back to talking. I just sitting still, just listen to him. No, but, no, not you. No, this is be- my turn. It would I don't, be great. I don't act like a bunch of kids. Like Nathan, he's talking over me. I, I just sit here, like. Uh, <laughs> and I get, he's like, mute uh, his mic, Nathan. Mute his uh, mic. So you just move my. What, what, what the hell you, did you interrupt me for? <laughs> so, at Walmart, just what Nathan said. They restocked, and there's like, they, you know, more Evelyns, Tila's, Manadars. Yeah, the one down, but, down the road from me, I saw it today. They had plenty of everybody. If I had more money, what, I would have, I would have picked up Beastman and Manadars for, for Brian today. And I tell you what. Beastman and well, Man at Arms is—I mean, he almost looks exactly the same, except they mustached him. But Beastman yeah. is probably from all of them is the one I was like, okay, I, I think he looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. He does. But, look, he does look really good. But I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. still not gonna buy and put him in the collection. But he does look really good. Where I'm like, you know, I think Brian would would really enjoy playing with all of them. Yeah. Oh, he would. I mean, he is a cool looking figure. But it would be great if, like, let's say once those figures sell out and Wave Two comes out, that at Walmart. They don't restock Wave 1. Like, I know their mentality keep getting out Skeletor and He-Man. I'd hope that since they're gone, like, if they got rid of the clutter, get rid of it. The Wave 2, when it comes to Walmart, just sell Wave 2. No more well, Wave 1. Well, that's why it would make sense if happen. you're going to push the battle armor stuff, then you don't need the others on the shelf. Exactly. You know? just, because yeah. that's what's going to happen is, remember, they said starting in 2021, Target and other stores can get it. Meaning, Target's going to get Wave 1 for the first time, then Wave 2. So it's like, Walmart, don't make a mistake and flood up more with those goddamn fucking He-Man and Skeletors. Because you're right, because then when Wave 3 comes, we'll get the battle armor. So we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, it's nice to see them, think, you know, sell out and hopefully keep selling. But especially when, you know, Christmas comes or a cartoon and whenever, hopefully can light fire. I mean, there are people are buying them, but you can only buy so many He-Man well, and Skeletors. I mean, we, I mean there's only know. adults buying these things. I, I think it's safe to say most kids are not going down the aisle and probably getting because they don't. there's nothing to associate with it. They, Hell, the, the the Kevin Smith cartoon, we God only knows when that's actually coming out. And then the other one that was brought up is a fart in the wind. No one knows when that's coming out. So there's just nothing to 
strictly it's just strictly adults buying this stuff right now. Maybe there's some kid out there who did think it was cool. So not to say it's not, because I'm sure some guys like, well, my kid liked it, and I forced him to buy it, so he saw it on the shelf and he wanted it, you know, or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you can only what do so many things with these extra He-Man and Battle Cats and stuff. There's, I mean, God, like last week, I mean, there's the Battle Armor Skeletors and copy or Battle Armor Fakers and Copycats and you got the anti attorneys See that cheap plug? I did it again. Are you done? Ago, I said I never do. I'm done. I'm done. All right, Nathan, what do you want to say? <laughs> I, 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 I got, uh, I got nothing. You guys want to go ahead and do the commentary first? Let's go into the commentary. I will, uh, I will yeah. say, watch it. I watch it. Friday the 13th Part 8 is like one of my, my Halloween movies uh, that I watched over the weekend. And I just thought like, it would be fun if we did like our own Roger Corman version of Friday the 13th and we put Joe in as Jason, but he's wearing that mask. And instead of a, a kid that was like traumatized by like drowning a lake or something like that, like nobody, nobody fed him at camp. So he just kind of like disappeared and he drowned in a tub full of eggs and then comes back to haunt people because he just wants their food and you know you just it, it, and jason takes you know joe's diner and and or joe takes manhattan he just he's going around you know eating people's food instead of when breaking in the diner to throw the chef i'm breaking in the diner to eat the food just eat the food and you break into this cab and you think it's blood all over the place no it's just ketchup he went batshit crazy because he it's impossible ketchup and you know the, the guy in the wheelchair took it took the last you know calzone so joe puts a machete in the guy's face and you know Let's do it. I, I just amuse myself because I feel like you can insert Joe in almost anything, and it's quite comical. At least to me, it is. <laughs> That's great. Oh shit! Well, Nathan, if you want, you can uh, get it ready. Tyler can do the countdown, and we could do a commentary on Buzz Off's Pride. You can let the fans know. Uh, what to link do. is down below. I probably should have stressed that early on to go ahead and get that loaded up before we get ready to start this. But uh, an episode from NYP. This is tail end of season one. Has Joe's cameras given me fits this go around? Eh, no problem. But I am correct in that, right? Is it the ass end of uh, season one? No, it's not. No, it's 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 in that direction. The, inter- the internet yeah. lied to me then. Yeah, it's not. It's not the last episode. Of season no, one. I, I, I said it's toward the, the toward the tail end. It's like probably episode twenty something of season one. Yeah, it's heading toward the tail end of it. Yeah, because it was, I think it was like right after, I think the Snake Pit had aired, and then this one showed up. I think, I think that was the order, which is why it was such a disappointment at the time. What, that was when this episode came on, it was a disappointment at the time? I thought it was. Like, I didn't like it at all. And then I grew, grew to love it, actually. Um, I think once it came out on, on DVD, because I just thought it was such a, when they have an episode that's packed, with characters that you're oh my god Cobra Khan and Ratlorn they're all in the same episode and then you have an episode with you hear it's going to be giants like, is it going to be Megator and Titus like no it's made up giants and you don't even know the, na- know the damn names you're like okay what the hell is this shit but well, well having said well, that we'll, we'll go that? ahead and get into more of your th- we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go, go ahead and, and start it so uh, Tyler go ahead and give us the countdown and we'll go ahead and get it going three two one action but yeah I, I i just that's kind of how it was with a lot of the episodes if we got one that was just a major ass kicker and it's followed up with a kind of a well one that just doesn't have that kind of character at least for me because i'm always about like hey who's in this episode and when you know you kind of feel like why are they making up more characters when we have a whole legion of characters that aren't used 
I was that's what I was thinking with as this series was coming on each new episode. I'm like, you don't need to be inventing shit, you know, unless Larry, it's Larry Dottilio. So, um, but yeah, once I kind of got over that, I because I, I love Buzzsaw's portrayal in the series. And uh, I think I grew to like the Giants a lot more one, because they were in Council of Evil, which it was cool to see them along with everybody else. Written by Randall Littlejohn. What a weird last name. And Christy Marks, who's a uh, well-known uh, anime uh, series writer in the uh, animation community. Joe, did you kind of feel the same way uh, when you watched this as, as Tyler did, that it was sort of disappointing coming off the hills of an episode that was had a lot going on with it or did you it wasn't it wasn't like that that i was really disappointed because i mean anytime there was new characters because you know it's always interesting when you see a story read a story watch a cartoon and there's something different it's like oh it's cool new giants i could see what tyler means you know you definitely hey you've been great had titus and megator but you know that had to be probably preternia but they still had three new characters like it's different the one thing that irked me in the episode was i was like why do all these characters always have to like have some like dickish pride or, or like you know problem or attitude and it kind of annoyed me but it, as with tyler the more i watched i enjoyed it it was like i had different reasons i didn't like it than tyler but i still enjoy this more and then you definitely see when watching i was like holy shit when you look at this in reality especially when you see what you see later it's like Bozoff is one strong fucker. I mean, he is strong. The, the things he goes through and what happens to him, I mean, they kill any normal person. And yes, I know that these are, you know, fantasy characters, but it's a hell of a beating you'll see in things that he takes and what happens. It's like he's strong his body-wise and, what he, and, of course, what he does and strength later. But I, I grew to enjoy this a lot more, and I'll say why after probably the episode. But, yeah, I enjoyed this. I, I'm going to... I'm going to say that I'm kind of in the boat of this definitely seems like an episode that would have to grow on you because having watched this, this was the first time that I have watched it. I, uh, I kind of came, I came away from it just a little like, oh, that was it. Uh, okay. Well, because it, in reg- it, it is kind of like a filler episode almost, you know, you, you know, when you have these big epic episodes and then you had this kind of random episode kind of thrown in between yet. You can't argue that it's, kind of a filler episode it's just kind of a you know a, a standard story with you know we've kind of seen this this kind of story play out before but i think giving which we we see buzz off as a very stubborn you know individual in the episode sky war so i like that they do play off his his kind of prideful mentality here that he's been embarrassed even though it's like they're giants dude like he man is really the only person can take this this on but you know we get it that you want to feel like if you're part of this team and you're, you know, a great warrior for where you come from, you like to think that you can handle whatever's thrown at you. And obviously you can't in this situation. So yeah, you do get, which we've all dealt with, with assholes in school that, you know, give you grief. You, you, you kind of struggle on how to fight back, whether it's with words or, or physicality. And you like, you, you want to get um, some payback and. Yeah. You you'll keep coming. Ball. <laughs> Definitely. And as you seen, that's what it was one of my examples. He just got bitch slapped. I mean, that far back, busted through two trees, which would kill anybody. And then lifting up. I was like, 
damn, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, he's ready to fight. And you can tell that's the thing. Look how strong he is, how badass. He's probably used to winning all his fights. This is something probably different to him. It's like, oh, my God, this guy kind of just, you know, kicked my ass a little bit. I'm going back. Even though he knows he'll probably lose, it doesn't matter. He's, he's like I said, it's his pride, no pun intended, but it is his pride. He's going back. I'm going to try to fight again. But you got to know when to back down. You got to know when to get help at times, which is basically kind of the moral of the story. Don't go in hot head and thinking, Jesus Christ, I got to do this myself. You got to know you can't win every fight and you're going to need help. But I like, yeah, I just like how he clinches calls it. God damn, like he wants to, <laughs> wants to keep going. But yeah, this one, it grew on me. But almost like what you said with it being a filler episode, at least cool. Because it's something we'll get to later of like, yes, we understand continuity. We know but that there's great battles. There was an epic thing that just happened, you know, before this episode. But at times, like you said, there's a filler thing. Calm down. It has a basic story of, you know, like, this is the objective. What's going to be the outcome? Done. You know, it doesn't have to always flow. So especially when you're pumped, you know, like you said, the other episodes, like, Jesus, it went from this to this. It is different. But I I kind of started enjoying, you know, Bell's Dar, Chaz Dar, whatever the hell their three names are. As, I was like, yeah, it, they, they, it, they're, they're known as, like, the ABC Giants, but Asdar, Bell's Dar, and Chaz yeah, exactly. And I, and I admit, those would have been some cool figures to have in the two, you know, two thousand X line. Been. Yeah, and I, and I, I embrace them. I like. I would carry them in in my regular can as well because I really do like the Giants. Obviously, you know, I was hoping things might be tweaked a little bit with Titus and Megator in this, but it's nice to have like evil Giants in current like He Man canon as well, like current day, not not something to do with Preternia. And it would make sense that you had giants. I mean, we had giants in, in the filmation series. So to have this trio, I mean, with the brothers, or they're just, you know, there's a, they're, you know, last of us, you know, dying race. Cause we don't see many giants in this show in general, but it's a vast planet. It could be giants all over the place, but they're colorful, they're menacing, they're assholes. And uh, it's, it's fun when you see them pop up in the Council of Evil. And the the trilogy that ends with the the last stand, which we'll get to. Good to see that they weren't just throwaway characters for one episode. You know, good to see yeah, that they nice made that like that they did bring them back, and um, uh, it's uh, they're colorful. You know, they, the visual design of all three of them is very unique. Um, you know, like if you know they were to bring them back in various other cans by someone who knows what the hell they're doing, uh, it, it would. I mean, I think it'd be awesome because yeah. I, I so think it, what's that, Joe? It's just a missed opportunity figure-wise. I mean, like I said, we could have got them, but instead we got that crappy Battlehawk that you just seen in that part right there. It's like, oh, but you make that vehicle. I just wondered sometimes what their logic was. Why not? I know, yes, a lot of tooling, but it was a missed opportunity to have three awesome figures. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what I'm going to tell this. I mean, we got to get out as many variants as we can. And, you know, it's just like, well, all those variants have new tooling as well. It's not like you're just repeating the same damn figure over and over again with the a disco color scheme over and over again. <laughs> well, go ahead, Nathan. More from you. I know I've been babbling. Uh, I, I mean, we'll we'll get to the part later on in the episode. I think my my main issue would be coming here towards the the middle of it. We have Man at Arms, Ram Man, and then Adam, who's going to go and transform into He Man, going with him. But and I understand it being a, a focus on Buzz Off, but they don't they do so little in the episode itself that it almost seems like they didn't need to be there to begin with. Like they don't really have much of an impact of what's going on between buzz off and these guys. They, they, they're not even there to even really help buzz off when he goes, uh, to, to get the crystal at the end. It, it really, it could have been an episode where it's just he, man and buzz. Yes. Off. 
you know, and then He-Man's left on his own to fight the giants in the village and to keep people from being killed. And Buzz Off is so fixated, like, yeah, that's why I kind of feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that you have a, a group, but I, I mean, honestly, it'd be better if it was like Cyclone and Roboto or Manny right. Faces instead of like Man at Arms again, Man at Arms again. We get it, we get it, we get it. You know, and Ram Man, which you know, this is my least favorite Ram Man. But it really, I, I, I kind of agree with Nathan. Like, I think it would have been more interesting if it was just a, a, a duo going to check this out. He Man's in the Wind Raider. Um, plus, it, you know, going back and revisiting this too, I kind of felt like Adam should have transformed into He Man before they even left. Like, to jump out of the Wind Raider when the battle's going, hey, go find He Man. I kind of felt like, okay, you guys could have written that a little bit differently. Or He Man's already there. I just, it's one of those like nitpicky things that, like, you know, not that Raymond's going to notice, but I just kind of feel like I, I like to I like to really play up that you do a good job of trying to keep the cigar identity intact and not leave loopholes for people to, like pick it apart and stuff like that. Like, oh, how could you believe that? And you can believe it. You can write it. It just depends on how you write it. But just, just the, the, these three giants alone. I so wanted, and I ran this by Axel years ago and i never did get around to uh, getting it done but i was so wanted to use one of these giants in a jack and the beanstalk commission and have like this thorn like beanstalk and it's ensnaring he-man and moss man that's like made from evil seed and having one of these giants like climbing up to get a hold of as they're ensnared and like all these thorns and stuff like because i love jack and the beanstalk and i just i still want to, no one's still that idea that idea <laughs> i don't want to see anybody else do it unless it's like axel or kevin doing that but I just thought like using these these giants like a Jack and the Beanstalk story would be so badass. It'd probably be hard to get Axel to do a commission right now. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's mission impossible. <laughs> like, he, he's so busy with us. There's no way in hell. He, I could offer him $5,000. And it's like, you know, Mattel's having him, you know, do this instead. And I guess I'm just a bologna sandwich. Anyway. <laughs> you know? And Kevin's just as busy. I'm, I'm running out of professional arts to do my, my, my own artwork. You're just going to have to start doing your own. Uh, I, I can't draw anymore, not like I used to. And even then, it was it was amateur at best. I, I just, uh, we already had Buzz Off crashing through right there. And then we're going to basically uh, it get it again with Ram I Man. I'm like, yeah, why they, do they that? play up that whole high impact thing, which is yeah. one of my gripes about the entire series. Everyone goes flying all over the place. Like, you know, let's let's save a lo- little bit of those impactful moments when they run. Really so stupid to the sidestep. He did, it was just yeah. like how the other giant, like you said, did the Buzz Off. Like you said, Ram Man absolutely was not needed in this. I mean, Man Arms, they had him because I know they're always going to have him there. For, you know, he has to be, but Ramman felt like oh, let's just throw another you know hero in there so we can just show him off a little more because he really felt out of place, especially when it's like who who thought that was a good thing to write to have Buzz off fly into something from a sidestep and then Ramman the same exact way. And, it was just and when you guys are talking about like the the impacts of like the hits when when he bitch slaps him like just smacks him with his hand earlier he goes through a bunch of trees and goes flying but here later on he's actually going to hit him with the hammer and he just hits one tree and then falls to the ground I'm like how yeah how, how does it's, it's, how does that work? And, it's, and it's not just us being, I mean you're watching this impact like you know, or reverse it have one hit not be as impactful, and then the second one's like when they're really angry, then you yeah. should knock you know, Buzz off flying. And you think the hammer the would hammer do it? Out of all things, well, yes, and it, yeah. and it should have been like that. And that, that's that's just one of those things I feel like you, know, you can't have everybody be as strong as He-Man. If you're going to have moments where people fly a great distance back from a punch 
or a blast, like it needs to, it needs to be used sparingly. It just, you just, they overuse it way too damn much in this, in this entire show. What if they, what if they had some sort of new side villain that was hanging out in one of those houses that looked through the window and saw the that transformation that he used later on in the series that he, he shows up and he's like, I know the identity of He-Man or like goes to Skeletor. Yeah. Some, some, some sleazy guy who thinks, you know, he can kind of one up and like, here, give me money, Adam. I'll keep your, your secret identity safe. And, (laughs) Why did they use Man at Arms so much in NYP? I just, I, but it was, I, I don't, I don't know why. I feel like the character never is like this much. I mean, he, obviously, he is a staple. He is an original character. I feel like, yeah, he needs to be in every incarnation of He-Man. But you just kind of feel like you can't break away and get pair He-Man up with, you know, Cyclone and Fisto for a change. It's, it's like you just got it because that way Man out because. Hey, they're after the Emblem of Orcas. Oh, hey, they're after the Crystal. You know, blah blah blah. Hey, they're after the the old. It's like he's 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 the captain of exposition. It's just like he is just strictly there as a tool to let the audience know what the hell's going on because you know, oh look, a new invention, and it's just he's so one dimensional. You know, a lot of times, and I, I blame the writers on that. I love Man at Arms. He is a quintessential character, but writers just never do. Paul Dini and Tila's Quest gave, gave Man at Arms one of the most memorable moments of the entire series, you know, in his time with, with Tila. And it's just like nobody else seems to, to know what to do with the character other than he makes weapons. Give him a bunch of crazy shit to, you know, throw out. Like, last night, like this makes no sense, man. Like, they, they, they Batman him out so much, I feel like, in the show. See, he may have got to show himself earlier, as you've seen. Uh, he caught both the weapons, threw them back. You're right. It's, it would have been, I think, so much better. Just buzz off, He-Man. That's it. Because as you've seen, as we've been looking and watching everything, what has Man-at-Arms and Rayman done so far? Nothing. Uh, you haven't seen it? Nothing. It's, yeah, it's no. bad. Hell, Orko could have did something. He could have did anything. Well, Blind one of them. Orko to do... coming along, and, too. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I'm cool with Orko going along with almost anything because I love the character so much. So I'm fine with him because he's like a, your, your buddy who wants to tag along. Sometimes he does come through in the clutch. But yeah. you know, Did anything. He could have did a spell to slightly blind one of the giants before He-Man did something. Anything. But to have Man-at-Arms and Rayman do almost absolutely nothing and accomplish nah. nothing, it's like, I didn't understand Here it. we go. Here's the hammer hit. And, and then it's just there like, boom. Right, and then he's on the ground. Yeah, like, that's it? through the tree that time. <laughs> but you're right. It should have started off with the backhand that landed into a tree and then the hammer when it was hit. Or even if they started with the hammer, the hammer should have rammed him through all the trees. So th- that is a good point, Nathan. I know what you mean. Well, it's like he he sells that hit with the the hammer and just hitting the tree and falling to the ground harder than he did getting smacked and going through a bunch of trees, being he buried under a bunch of trees. Just gets right up from yeah. Sell a thing. The, the, the giant's got a strong strong hand, strong back hand or yeah, whatever. Strong hand. <laughs> yeah, that pimp slap, man. Yeah. Forget the hammer. I'm, I'm sure that, I'm sure that's what Joe would do. He'd go to that apple tree that he takes all those those girls to <laughs> back in the day. and he'd be like hey hey what'd you bring me and it's like uh oh man i forgot what was it i you know i wanted that that burger king original chicken sandwich and then he lifts his hand up and just like no i don't know <laughs> i like to think of joe as just like why do you make me do it i think just like yeah. joe back in the 90s was just this this pimp so yeah, he probably had like coolio hair and everything like that too I, I did I did no, that I once. I got my mom to do did that. You? Yeah, I, I need to find the picture and like scan it or take a picture of it. 
I went straight from I was from Ultimate Warrior hair to then Bud Bundy hair, and that was it. That was like my transformation of hair for the longest, like the Ultimate Rain Warrior, and then Joe. yeah, exactly. And that was it. Looked like Bud Bundy for I don't know how many years, but look at what you caused, Buzz off all the destruction just because you were a hothead. You wouldn't let people know what was going on. He caused all this. But See, I don't, I don't. I, I don't understand that either. Like, he he didn't really because they were already going to go and do that. I mean, yeah, if no one stopped him, it probably would have been easy peasy. But it's like, I, if anything, Ram Man started to cause more destruction than Buzz Off did. Well, look, and we got three three heroic warriors here in the village, and He Man is there, the most powerful man in the universe, and these giants still did all this. Like, it was going to happen no matter right. what. You know, but man, you know, he's an asshole, so. <laughs> I feel like Perhaps you want to explain why my sorry ass couldn't help him either. Yeah, with all my weapons and shit. And... Where were you? Where was I? I was at home. At least Ram Man helped a little kid, I guess. And, and I guess it well, makes the thing, special. The thing right here where... Uh, <laughs> Buzzoff admits to like he had an altercation with him earlier. I feel like uh, it goes back to when you said it should have just been uh, Buzzoff and He Man. Also have Orko there because Orko could kind of be that person that would let it slip to He Man that something had happened previously. Like there's ways to work that around better. Like I I know him admitting it is part of his pride and all that stuff, and we're lumping that all together. But I think. Orko was with him at the beginning, and and then he just nothing the rest of the episode. He he should have played. Yeah, should have played a like part it, in it, that. It means more because I feel like the one person you definitely don't want to disappoint is He Man, and He Man's the one guy that even in the most dire situations, like can admit that you know what you did was wrong, but let's make it right, buddy. You know, whereas Man at Arms has just always got to stick up his ass, and Rain Man just goes duh. <laughs> You know, at least this version. This version's so unlike. And, and I, would, I can't stand NYP Ram Man. I was just kind of, uh, in a way, just bummed out about this ending because yeah, Buzz Off goes to confront them one last time. And I, I'm assuming, and well, you know, it's like, all right, well, He-Man and Ram Man and Man-at-Arms are going to stay back and help the village and clean up and stuff. But, like, no one else comes with him? That just doesn't make sense after everything he just told them. Well, yeah, logically, you kind of feel like, you know, look, you can't go after the... Look, we, all... all the four of us alone couldn't take them on. You're going to go there again, which we, you know, but they don't have time. Yeah. You know, we, we get it. And it's more about the, yeah. the, uh, the moral of the story. The redemption yeah. for, for buzz off here, but which is done right. Like his size comes in handy that these guys, you know, in this big house, he, he gets in and gets out and, um, you know, playing the whole name calling thing. You like when you, you, you know, it's, well, you it don't phase on that. Yeah. And he said they're calling them names, figuring, oh, it would really get to him this time, but then doesn't. The thing for me that I felt like there should have been a more payoff of, like, the Giants, in a way, really getting their asses kicked. Like, I know Buzz Off's trying to do some stuff here and eventually gets his, you know, gets out. But what's to really, like, impact the Giants to think, okay, he just escaped. They could just the, go you know, right back. That, that, they go right back. It's like if they know that they got this shit kicked out of them by He-Man and Buzz Off really bad, they think, okay, I'm going to think twice. I might not go back to this place, but they're all perfectly fine. Then he flies out, leaves with the, the jewel, takes it back to the place. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't they just go right back? There was no effect of thinking, oh, it's, I'm not going to go it's back just over. this will happen. It's just over. Like, yeah, it's just what? over. I, yeah. I wish that Buzz Off had talked or like tricked them into like knocking the shit out of each other and tearing their house down to where it's 
when it's all said and done, their house is destroyed. They're all knocked unconscious because they're, they're angry. It's got the better. And they just, cause they kept, you know, collide into each other. Like the hammer went into this guy's head and the, the, the mallet went into this guy's foot. And they're just a, just an absolute mess from Buzz. Yeah, there had to be a consequence. Clearly. Yeah. There should have been something that really happened to them at the end of this episode to make them think I'm never going back to that place. But how it ends, it's just, just kind of, uh, it's, it's yeah. like there's non-climactic. They left. It's like, it's like, Oh, okay. Then, all right, let's go fucking right back out and go over there. But I don't know. I mean, it's still, it's, it's a good episode with, you know, has good parts, but some parts, you know, could have been better. Not being dickish, just, uh, so, so, you know, if they had put us in charge of writing our own comic book series, we could we could do a, a, a better version of this. We could take the good things about this episode and improve upon it. And make it. it better. And we'd have, we'd have Deucin's blessing. He wouldn't be telling us that we don't know what we're doing because, you know, he created it. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was very antic. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you've got nowhere to go. Well, he flies through their chimney and then that's it. That that's it. They open the door and they're just like, "Well, he's gone, I guess." Well, so much for that. <laughs> we can't go back there. What's going to Like, yeah, they they wrecked it. They won for a little bit of time, but like, what's gonna? Nothing will stop them from coming back. And like, it's not like Buzz Off and He Man are just gonna like hang around for the next I few weeks, like. Oh, the crystal's back. Well, time to head back to the palace. Like that. Well, plus too, like established early on, like that was one of the, that. I'm not going to call them masters because it's so lame. That was one of those heroic warriors. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like getting starting up shit with one of those guys. Like that reputation should have followed through. That these giants should have gotten their asses handed to them in some form or another to play. So that way, yeah. when they joined with Skeletor, they really got a bone to pick with He-Man and Buzz Off. And they did call them, and they loved using that term, Masters of the Universe, in this episode quite a bit. Must have heard at least three times if I like. It's like, oh, God, your hammer fist. It's like, so damn. lame. Unoriginal. Yeah, they loved using it. And they, well, brought the berry to the queen, Queen Andrino. I made a figure of her, by the way. That was pretty tough to do. It was uh, yeah, interesting. That. Yeah. Again, not, not promoting myself. Yeah, not whoring myself out. But, uh, yeah. link, link down below. <laughs> hit, hit Joe up for a custom. <laughs> Man, man needs to eat some Popeyes. Yeah, yeah, 20, 20 pieces. Which that reminds me, I need to put like a Popeyes like chicken box like on there next to your spam and everything too. I meant to do that. And it, thank you. You should do it next time. And this is weird. We still, like I said, we never got these morals in the United States. They were in Canada and of course the DVD, but still never understood why we didn't get the morals. Kids definitely need them these days. I'll tell you that. But uh, Lane Court, you're never for that. Cut that shit off, man. We gotta hurry and play Dragon Ball. Versus Yu-Gi-Oh! or whatever the hell's going on. Can't versus Yu-Gi-Oh! No. <laughs> well, that's the end of that. And uh, well, some people here like Jason Havlick said, yeah, that was a pretty weak soft yeah, ending. So. It, it, was, it was honestly, I think it was kind of good to have something like that because when it comes to NYP, I've probably watched, and I hate to admit this, but I've probably only watched like the first 10, 15 episodes, and that's it. So I need to just get the entire series and just watch them all. That way I can... Watch them all right here on YouTube. Yeah, all three. yeah. I, I, I should probably do that. But I kind of like having having them in a physical form that I can go sit on the couch. Well, I guess I could do that on the YouTube app as well. Just sit there. But but hey, wait, wait. As we just said earlier, yeah, maybe you should get the DVDs. Because you never know who's going to take something true. away from one platform to the next. And yeah. you can't stream it. So, yeah, That's you true. better buy the DVDs. So, out of, yeah. out of 10, what would you give this episode? 
I'd I'd say for me just a seven. It's not being an ass. Not saying it was absolutely well, great. I think or seven's being generous. Like I don't I don't think seven's like cutting you short. Like I, you know, I, I think that's a that's that to me that's like a high rating. I think. Yeah. Or I give it a seven. Like I said, it was not absolute perfection. It wasn't absolute dog shit. It had good moments. It definitely could have been better, as all three of us said, with points that could have been changed. Yeah. But I still like to just for me, I'll give it a seven still. I'm gonna go lower, and I'm probably gonna go with a five. I just, I just wasn't, I, I wasn't digging it. Like, I get the idea behind it, and, and it, it, this will lead also into our discussion with uh, what we think fans deserve in terms of modern Master Universe comic books that hit the shelves. So I, I'll leave it at that until we get to the discussion. But Tyler, what would you give it out of, out of ten? I, I give it a five, uh, which you know earlier earlier on it would have been a lot lower. It, it would have been like a three. Um, but I, I like the Giants a lot. I like Buzz off a lot. Um, we we picked this episode apart. Um, but even before that, I, I I like it more. I would not put it in the the top ten. No. Um, and honestly, like when you go back and look look at the list of episodes, it's hard to find like. I think that there, there's a discussion at some point because we've never done a top 10 of this series and looking down the list, I mean, there's some episodes I actually love. And then there's episodes I'm like, God, that episode sucked. And there's, there's a bunch of forgettable episodes in both seasons of He-Man, like a bunch. Um, when we go back and look at it, I mean, not to say that they didn't have good moments and great characters in them, but overall, I mean, think about episodes like turnabout, uh, to walk with dragons, uh, machines and men, you know, just all these like shitty episodes, like in too deep, where Man in Arms is back in that fat fish's stomach again. Like nobody liked that. Like universally, like what the hell is this shit again? You know, I remember people bitching on the, on the orb back then when that episode came out. Like, God, that was one of the worst parts of the of the of the movie that we saw. And now we're doing a whole that episode of Man Arms stuck in the damn fish again. Again, yeah, yeah. Oh God. So yeah, it's. It's it would be hard to put together a top ten, you know. I think for this series, just because there's. Well, how how about how about we do that? I'll uh, if I don't watch them all on YouTube, maybe I'll I'll go to a certain website that Tyler is frequent. I won't name drop it, but I might go to that website and get the complete series on Blu-ray, and I'll sit and I once I sit and I get it all done, which uh, that might take a little bit of time. But once I'm done with that, then I think we should do like a top top 10 or if you think that might be too hard maybe we could make it lower than that and make it like a top I mean, top 8 I, it, it may be hard to make 10 just off the top of my head but if we stop and think about it I mean I think because like, one of the episodes I threw up to Joe and Nathan was like the Mr. Van Walt Gar all because Cyclone is in it the rest of the episode stinks the samurai stuff like of He-Man Skeletor like it's just a way, a way to get the shitty variants in it's all about Cyclone's introduction to the episode and it's badass with him and He-Man going at it but the rest of the episode stinks. I hated those you variants know? in that episode. That, I hate the variants in the episodes like that. They've got good moments, but overall, they're dud episodes. They just don't hold up. The stories aren't that great, you know. And that's why filmation will always reign supreme. Like, you know, the substance matters more over the style, and this series is more about style. And you know, overall, you know, uh, you can ask the Reverend E talk about that one, you know, and. And Deucin and Danielle and Val about the even and Meliana, they, they may have different opinions about it, but you know, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find you know episodes that are so much better than the stories that were told in filmation. 
Well, um, uh, Zen Brown's like, but we already know you'll just rank the island at the bottom. That episode is so, no, no, that, that, so the, the, the fucking top, boring. This is top 10. Yeah, Island, of course, is at the. Is at, well, there, there are some really bad episodes in this series. It's just, man. Like, it's just boring, man. Like, they lead you to think <laughs> that, like, all right, uh, Man in Arms and what's his name, uh, Decker, have this history. And they go back, and I'm like, I want to see something about that. I don't want you to just talk about it and then just, like, sit around and not really do much. I'm like, it was boring. Wait. And the crab people suck. The way, the, the way that the, vo- the, the voices are, like, I just want to stab my ear with a screwdriver. I'm like, why? You, you don't. And Taylor looking like this weird, like, E.T.-looking child. Like, God, it was just, just a bad. I mean, that second skin. I mean, the snake man was so poorly misused in the series like they start off so great as i've said time and time again but there's episodes where they have great moments but overall the episode sucks um like i think rattle the snake has some good moments in it but i don't like fisto and manos being related and they're, and they're forced banter and everyone's being knocked all over the damn place everyone's as strong as he-man but then you got the cool like moment of like skeleton the snake king is like you know, Heeman, I've known King Grayskull. I fought King Grayskull, and you're no King Grayskull. Like, I just thought that was kind of a nice, not even though it's referencing the shittiest character. <laughs> you know, Let's not bring him up, please. No, I but, know. But, but I just like that moment of like scoffing at Heeman. Like, I see you. You're no threat to me. Like, I just thought it was a cool. Because we didn't get that many moments of Heeman and, and King Hiss. You know, seeing them face to face. And I feel like there's too much damn emphasis on, on this King Grayskull bullshit. Um. So it was important to me that King Hiss and Heeman have their moment, you know, or they, what they should have had several instead of forcing Zodak into it. And like, you know, like if you want to, so much to better it, with Hero. Uh, We've said a million times, so much better if Hero would have been the. Well, yes. Answer, oh God! Would now I'm going to get upset well, and start crying. Well, well let's well, go well, into well, our right. well, it would be now. That that will that will lead into the conversation that we're going to have now, which is. What fans deserve, what we feel like fans deserve in terms of modern masters of the universe, comics, and storytelling. And it, it kind of goes immediately from that because I feel like it's, it's a lateral move. And I have a lot of questions. And I'm, well, probably not a lot, but I have questions that I am going to toss to you guys. I'm going to toss to the chat. First of all being, this goes to you guys in the chat room and anyone watching after the fact, please leave a comment down below. And I, I, I want you guys to explain if you if you did enjoy the crossover with Thundercats and the, the DC characters or multiverse that came out this year. If you liked them and you enjoyed them, I'm happy you did, first of all. But why? Why did you like them? Is it just because it's something new for you to consume? And it like just having the, the baseline stuff is enough for you to like, it, it's enough that you can get into it and appreciate it and enjoy it. For those of you that didn't like it, like uh, the three of us sitting here, I have not read the Thundercats crossover. I did not read the one with the, the DC characters and that crossover, but I have read Multiverse. And I, I, the idea behind it, I've said before, I feel like would have worked if it hadn't come out after the Spider-Verse movie and if they would have left tappers he-man out of it and cut some of that shit out but at the same time you're like some of this stuff sort of shares the same timeline so it's not really jumping to another verse of this so that doesn't make any sense either but i think the the core idea was okay 
but everything else that they threw in there is like why why are you doing this this sucks whatever but uh the execution was garbage yeah it was absolute garbage yeah. in that multiverse. I mean, at first, it shouldn't even have revolved around Keldor. I mean, the casual fan will not even know what the fuck a Keldor is. It should have been Skeletor if they're going to do it, and it's supposed to be anti-Eternia, then it's a good Skeletor from the anti-verse. It should have been something like that, but also when you're starting to do everything where absolute every single property or universe that they're doing, they're mocking then, then how is that showing any respect to not only the property and the fans, but I mean, what you know, this is what got you where you're at right now. You're writing this because of all the stuff in the past, but, but you're mocking everything. Then where's the again? Where are any of the great fights? If we're going to see anti-attorney yeah. He-Man getting these swords, like w- I want to see some. Don't fights. even see I don't it. All this it's just someone's laying right, there and it was right. done. I'm like, well, where's right, the action? There. I get this. Right, and I get the sword, and, and then let's just just ham ham fist this all this dumbass dialogue and crap into it. It's yeah. like it's shit, it's, it, it, and, and that's the other thing. It's like in movie that's in okay. movies where it's like, oh man, it's like two people talking. It's like, oh look at that going on over there, but they never leave the the two people on screen, so you don't see anything else that's happening. And then it, it's it's just like a poorly just, done movie, yeah. Had it every time, and that's the thing. I mean, and what we'd want is comics. Is first is respect to the the property and what got you there. All the canon, all the history, all the goodness of Masters of the Universe. But second, don't feel, and I've said this a million times, don't feel like you have to have when you do a comic series a constant continuity because sometimes, like first the multiverse was garbage, but the other ones even before that that they were doing with DC. It was this long, dragged-out bullshit story, tons of talking to get to issue whatever, 16, 17. I don't even know how long it lasted. I was like, please end this. Just I'm tired of reading it, in which I didn't even – I think I got the issue 7 of that series and was done. I was like, I am bored to death. What we want is – okay, let's just bring up Buzzoff's Pride. You know, sure, it was kind of like you said, a filler episode, but – it's an episode that we could still know there's connection of continuity, but we don't feel like we had to watch everything to get to that episode. But what did that episode give us? It gave us something to where there's an objective. Like I said, there's this beginning. He had to get something. There's an obstacle in his way. Had to fight these three fucking giants, go through some personal things himself, then get the thing back. Bam, boom. There's the end. But it wasn't like, you know what? Buzzoff's sitting there. He's having issues. Let's let's say why and go through five episodes of oh maybe buzz off you know he wasn't the best fighter growing up he got picked on and then his parents you know picked on him and somebody didn't like him and why can't I get forgiveness you know that yeah. kind of shit we don't need it you just found out he's pro- you know he's he's bullheaded he's got a lot of pride we don't need the fucking backstory of it I don't need a backstory of everything am I saying backstory stories aren't necessary no they are when certain things can be done right when it, when but it applies. Not yeah, when it applies, it doesn't have to have a pity yeah. party of why this person is like this. That's what they're not getting. They're dragging shit out. We're getting too much backstory of every character, every reasoning, and it doesn't give you any satisfaction because you're bored to death. So if you're to do comics, yeah, have a little two, three-part story arc. But give us good one-off episodes with this. See, that's the thing. If they were to do – you would never get Buzz Off's pride in this day and age with these comics. Because it would be almost considered, like what we were saying earlier, a filler episode. Like, why put this in here? It's going to interrupt our 16-part arc of talking. That's what's annoying. It's like, just give us some good-ass stories, some good battles, and in the mix, have a little two-, three-part saga. But just give us our good beginning, middle, end. 
Let us have some fun and just don't disrespect the past. Make something fun and leave out any modern vernacular, any references like it's from Earth. Don't have them speaking like they're from Earth. Don't act like they're kids. Leave that nonsense out and let us believe that we're in the world of eternity and fantasy yeah. and these amazing creatures and powers. Well, That's what we I, want. I mean, it starts with the basis of if you're going to do that, put put people in charge to write it and draw it that care about it. Like, I, I feel like, my, and I know someone's probably going to be like, yeah, but Tim Seeley in the multiverse, he, he cares about He-Man. Uh, maybe. Okay, but... I, I don't know. Doesn't mean he should be right. Exactly. Yeah, like put people in it that would. Whose agenda is not yeah. pushing comedy? You guys are telling me that obviously this multiverse thing was more about making fun of the shit and trying to be humorous. The majority. I don't of the think. Time. Well, I don't. I, I don't necessarily think that it was like outright to make fun of things. I think it's. They sure did with filmation, I, though. I, I think it's just well. when it came down to it, uh, they were throwing out stuff like. The things that they said were things that I guess that if anybody had watched it, but not hardcore, it's something that they could easily pick up on and be like, oh yeah, I remember like that being kind of corny or something, you know? Like, but it, I think they're going by what they think fans say. Yeah. What fans like say, oh, that filmation was well, just and, corny. And that's and a very narrow-minded mentality yeah. too, and that should not be your purpose for writing a He-Man comic. I don't care what the story you're trying to tell. You're you're gonna. Let's bear off real quick and make a reference to something that we thought that or that you think people think is lame. Like, for what purpose? You know, it, it's this 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 property struggling enough as it is and being a competent comic book because they can't hire anybody. They can't pull their head out of their own ass. Well, because everyone wants to come on and try to reinvent the damn wheel. Well, I'll ask you this then: what what made uh, when Val was doing the books? in the early 2000s what what made that work was it strictly just the passion that they had about it that they put into the book passion respect love of the property they didn't mock it at any time they didn't feel like they had to mock the past to promote what they were doing right now at that time in the present they were telling great stories and honoring what we all love that's and you can tell it's the passion and love from real fans that were doing it from them who were writing it to the, the people that were drawing it it's, that's what you need. You don't want to think, okay, I want to put my spin on it, but also, hey, this part could be corny. This could be cheesy. It wasn't necessary. Right. They got it. I mean, I'll let Tyler say it, but yeah, it just uh, pissed me off. Well, they were, they were just telling a straightforward story that had like seeds of like things that, uh, it give, if they were given the opportunity, would be explained down the road. You know, it, was, it wasn't trying to, let's reintroduce this and let's, let's give you Mechanex origin. Like, no, these characters are here. We're going forward. We're going to be fighting Skeletor. We're going to stop him from this. We're going to stop him from that. Like, and that's what you want to see. You don't want to see these. Let's let's wander over here and make up some shit. Let's wander down over there and, and give a backstory to this character that you know, well, really doesn't want one. But this guy is like, I want to do it. And like, for what purpose? Uh, because I'm edgy and I'm different. And I'm unique and cool. How about this? I because I know this will stir the pot. The uh, first of all, too, I want to. Say hello uh, to Robua Channel. I hope I didn't didn't mess that up. I said hello, guys. Greetings from Chile. So thank you, mm. thank you for greetings. checking us. Greetings from uh, greetings from the U.S. to Chile. There, but Curtis Ackerman, because as as you're talking about this, Curtis Ackerman, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm sure Joe's already seen this. He, oh man, 
I think it's crazy that Tyler's criticizing people that are trying to recreate He-Man, but he loves the 87 movie that did the same thing. I tell you, Carlos has got the worst, like, case of slamming the 87 movie, along with so many others. Like, it's the most, <laughs> like, em- empty, like... But, well, fight. hang on, like, hang on. There's no but, but, substance to it at but all. But think like, about it for a all. second. Think about it, though. And and I know that it, it, it's more about the budget and what they had to work with and it being canon films. That's already said. But, like, let's break it down in that aspect. Because you're... You, sort of getting a variation of that when it comes to comics and probably with like the new show and everything maybe it's not a budgetary thing but it 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 has a similar path of people wanting to try to recreate or like change something drastically and what needed to be changed well no and and this is where and i i I know a while back curse is trying to stir up shit and i'm like i'm not taking the bait here like i i've seen people trying to stir up stuff about the a7 i just ignore it and mock it privately but Things have to be changed up to translate to screen. You know, you can't always do this translate to screen. The exact look, color scheme, everything. Think He-Man's hairdo, like all that stuff, has to be modified for screen. You know, I thought immediately of like the X-Men when they they did the first film in two thousand, making the outfits black. I got it because not everybody's outfit like you know, would probably look good on screen as much as it's cool to see people cosplay like that or someone put together a real fancy outfit. Some things do have to be changed up. So, and knowing that, I was behind William Stout making these deliberate changes to He-Man's outfit, the hairstyle. He even suggested He-Man wearing tall boots because wearing these small little boots might make him look a little feminine running around and Dolph didn't want to look feminine. Like, you make these tweaks and changes so that way the presence on the screen looks more menacing. I could see that because... If Frank Langella is wearing purple and blue, he may not look as menacing as Skeletor because it's just the... the things have to be tweaked a little bit. And that's why I'm like, yeah. I, I, I could see I, there I being... It, as long as the backbone of the visual is still there. I could see there being... Shit! Oh, there. everyone take a shot. I hope I'm here. Yeah, you're here. Oh, thank God. First time I fell and didn't lose it. There. Um, that was weird. It was I did nothing. It just fell. I don't know. It felt Tyler's... Uh, everybody, uh, <laughs> like, oh. cheers. Everybody take a shot real quick. Um, I, I, no, I could see that too because I, there would be a difference. And I know some people would be like, yeah, but X, Y, and Z. I'm like, but you got to think this was canon films. Like, this isn't Paramount. This isn't... Yeah, and there's another thing, too. Like, it's aside from the budget and Canon's reputation, everything, they are telling a straightforward He-Man story. They're not trying to recreate the origins of He-Man and Skeletor and Castle Grayskull. Like, they gave us the most straightforward story with the core cast and threw in a few new villains for good measure. Like, I'm sorry, but isn't that kind of what we get in most versions of Golden Books, Filmation, the comic books. We had He-Man, Skeletor, The Soldiers, Man-at-Arms, Tila, Beastman, Evil Inn. That is your core cast. We have Castle Grayskull. I don't want to hear any more bullshit about Battle Cat and Orko. You know, Snake Mountain is referenced in scene in the movie from the man who said it himself. That is Snake Mountain in the film. It's just not name-checked. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, you're not a true fan of this podcast, go back and watch the William Sutton interview, part one. You know, it's we got the quintessential He-Man film. I'm sorry that if Battle Cat and Orca were not in it, just, you know, 
you know, grabbed you by the nuts and wouldn't let go. And that Prince Adam's not in there. We don't see the king queen because we just have all these other but, you know, but from, reasons why but, we can't do all this stuff. But from that you know, perspective, it, like, there has to be some part of you that does sort of understand their disappointment with it. Because some of the fans were older at the time. Could you... Well, I understand. I sympathize more with Joe that when you're thinking a live action movie's coming out and you're thinking you're going to get the cartoon. But I was coming along. I saw it when I was uh, three, or, or I guess probably would have been earlier, like maybe early, late, or it would have been like uh, late 87, early 88 when I saw the film on VHS. I, I didn't see any difference, like, even though I was very, very little at the time. But I saw He-Man and Skeletor. I didn't see that. Well, Skeletor's not blue skin, and his skull's not yellow, and he's not cackling. And or you know, it's a good I, point. I didn't stop and think about. It. But I get why Val and Joe and uh, others have said initially they didn't like it at first. I understand that. But when people to this day are knocking it for reasons that make no sense, of saying, "Oh, they look so different," like you don't get it. Like not everything. Orko, if he was in the film. Would probably look a lot more different. He, he would, dude. He would look like shit. Well, Could have been a puppet. even if he was a, a, nothing more than a a a, um, a stop motion animated a special effect, his color scheme would not be the toy or the filmation cartoon. I guarantee. And it's a canon film, it would, guys. It's a canon film. Yeah, like it, it wasn't. It know, would not have looked that good. No, and if it had come from Universal, because Universal was trying to get the film, but Canon came in with a cheaper deal. You know, we, it's hard to say, but this is an expensive property, you know, especially even for the eight. I don't care if it was 20th Century Fox or Warner Brothers. That was even if Warner Brothers distributed the film, that, but they didn't make it. But, you know, I think when they get down to it, they don't realize, like, this is a special effect extravaganza. We're talking legitimate Star Wars special effects here. If you're going to do half of what's in the mythology that kids are seeing in the cartoon and the toil, let alone... You know, uh, you know, talking uh, tigers and stuff. Just the transformation sequence alone, and all that stuff. But getting back to the comic books, that's though, what makes it easier because with the comics, you can make all that stuff happen because you just got to yeah. draw it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, but I, from for me, you know, I this this thing, I I, I you know, and I I feel like so many characters in comics are so oversaturated with so many damn titles. And I, one of my biggest gripes about He-Man is that there's so many great characters that do not get used yeah. because the people who are writing the book don't do their research, and their their history only stops at like maybe '84 if, they, if they're lucky, and all they know is Fisto, Mechanic, and, and Buzz Off, and they don't know anybody past that. My idea is if if if, if Mattel is not grabbing you by the nuts and telling you you can't do this and you can't do that like they did with the Mount Emiliano and Val. And DC's not getting their fingers in there. Like, oh, 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 well, just take your fingers out of the pie and put them back up your ass. Let us do what we need to do here. You know, you had a main flagship He-Man book. That is the, your core story. Do your one-offs, and if you're going to do like a like a, a, a trilogy story, it stays in that book. Then you have a She-Ra book where you you got you get your horror fix, and you get your Great Rebellion, all the stories happening on like there. And then you have your third book, which is a team-up book. Much in vain, like the Marvel team-up books of the 70s and early 80s, where the book is strictly like He-Man teams up with Natasa, or it's Buzz-Off and Mechanic, or it's Clamp Champ and Frosta, or Orko and Cyclone. Like, the book is just strictly focusing on two two heroes getting to shine in this one story against, could be the Horde, could be the 
statement. It could be Negator. It could be Azrog. It could be, you know, it, it could be uh, Zubarex. I don't care, but... Zubarex? Well, Hell yeah! To ...focusing on characters that, you know, even if Fisto is a prominent character, like putting Fisto and tag him up with, you know, Rock On. You know, keep it random like that and give Rock On and Stone Dark. The Those good off and the good one-off stories, like I said, it'd be awesome because it's just picture like the Clash of Arms, which we praise to death as being the greatest mini comic. Had barely anything to do with He-Man except him coming at the end, but had Fisto and the other characters. That's a story that, unfortunately, you will never get these days no. if they keep writing these goddamn continuity stories to bore the shit out of us. Yeah, like, and give and us these good like, ones. You know, no one's gonna buy He-Man unless you're doing some bullshit crossover. Then it just sounds like you know. You guys, clearly, if you don't want to put your best efforts forward, which I'm sure in their blind eye, they think they are. Because they did the, what, what, what was the name of the, 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 the one where, you know, the, um, not, not, it was like when they did the whole New 52 thing, but that one uh, where He-Man teams up with the Snake Man and all that bullshit, Joe. Uh, if that's the one where it was the, God, now I almost forgot. Is that the uh, well, It's irrelevant, Mini? but just, like, that was like, there are only a few attempts of just doing a He-Man book that's not like, let's team up with, with Superman and, and make fun of it. Let's team up with Thundercats and show all over that. Let, let's do a, a crossover multiverse thing where, you know, where it's just like, why can't you, why, why are they so scared to just do a straightforward He-Man comic? But they tried that coming out of the gate and it sucked. Big bags of shit. It was terrible. And just, you know. And those sales went real bad. And I know they can, you know, and they do. They always love saying the excuse of, yes, all comic sales go down. But, I mean, for Masters of the Universe, it was just dramatically going worse and worse and worse until that final issue. And well, you think about the final. And say anything negative about any of their properties, whether they take it seriously or not, because they need to maintain their dignity. And wouldn't you think that? And Tyler, wouldn't you think by the end, if you were reading this gigantic 16, 17 part, like I said, I can't remember how many issues it was, but if you had this gigantic story arc, you would think. People are waiting for the payoff at the end, so the last issue should sell like gangbusters, and it sells just worse and well, worse than every issue. It was not a compelling story to begin with. Like, if no, it's really because you would be involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, Those... this is, I mean, Deuce can back me up on this too. You go back and read any uh, Marvel and DC comics back in the seventies and the eighties. You know, most of the time those stories are wrapped up in two issues, if that. Like, you think about the death. Gwen Stacy is pretty much two start two issues. It happens in one issue, and then the conclusion or the aftermath of the death of Green Goblin is in the next issue after that. One of the most epic Spider-Man stories ever ever been told to this day. Two damn issues do you th- is all it took to tell the most compelling Spider-Man stories ever been told. And yet everyone thinks we gotta have twelve months worth of the flagship book and the spinoff books all yeah. interconnecting here in one big jumbled mess. But when well, we know it's strictly for money yeah, and cash, I, I was, crap, but it's like don't try it. Uh, no, sorry, I was gonna go. say like at the end of the day, it's it's all about money. I, and I think I would tweak your your idea about the team up book, and I would just call it like I just because I've been watching a lot of it lately. But what if you what if you called the spinoff book like? Tales from Eternia, and like just have something at the beginning where it's like Orko just like starting to read off a story, and then it, it, it goes into like a one off with like a Fisto story, and here's like another one. And sometimes there are team ups, but sometimes it just focuses on one sole character or something like that. That way, those guys I mean, get you highlighted. I could do way that, more. but I, I, I just I kind of feel like with 
the two other books, like the she book and the He-Man book, I See, mean, I, I, they're I, still getting used. You know, like you, you're still, but they're just not going to be used like every issue. Whereas, like the, I just felt like a team up book. You know, because uh, my initial thought was doing a Buzz Off Mechanex book because I just always loved that that tag team and just having them go off and do their own adventure. But, but I thought, like, do you think that's? Do you think it's too much though? Because if you have a He-Man book and a She-Ra book and then another book, wouldn't that? What if could you not just during the the He-Man run like in between like how we how you think of when you watch animated shows I don't want to say call them filler but throw that in there to where it's like here's here's like this team up issue and it has nothing to do with the whole story going on it's just something different along the way but I mean you could but it's like with filmation for the most I mean He-Man's in every episode right. She-Ra's in every episode of She-Ra I kind of feel like if you like when you read Superman you expect to see Superman when True. you read Spider-Man. You expect to see Spider-Man. That's my. That's kind of my, my take with with that, and that's why only the third book would give the audience an opportunity to see more of Mossman. You know, like in, in, even if it is just one character, but the it's and you can have He-Man in there on, from time to if you want to. But the really the goal is you can't fit everybody into your he-man book and your she book there are people that are going to get cut otherwise it just becomes a big jumbled mess of people that aren't being used that's the purpose of the third book is is what is as just we harp on it these characters it's just man at arms and tila over and over and over again well, what about this why can't, why can't we see the rock warriors and, and the meteors being used like that's the purpose of that third book is to have you know clamp champ and uh uh Comatroid, you know team up and they they go you know or, or something to the city of Drizdos and there's a clawful's there stirring up shit and you know, they get into this big fight and it's just something it, yeah like you call it tales of eternity something like that but it is the purpose to show the vast like vastness of eternia that we'll see other villains that really you don't have time to work into the main flagship book that you could work in a negator that you could work in um uh, uh inspector darkney or, or something like that where you uh, dialogue you know characters that just aren't utilize that much that everybody who listens to this podcast you may have a particular favorite hero and villain that you know does get used much jitsu prime example make jitsu the sole villain of, of the the spinoff book because in the flagship book you kind of expect skeletor or or the snake man to be the villain of, of the issue or issues or something like that this book gives you free range to just play around in the sandbox and go on adventures to the dark hemisphere to go go to dark smoke and Icer is the, is the sole villain of this episode. Is he is he you know, you know freezing dragons or something like that? Get Granimir involved, and you know Heman doesn't necessarily have to be there. It's just the events going on in Dark Smoke and Man at Arms and, and Clanchon go to investigate or something like that. You know, you just it's just too damn big to keep it limited. That's why I feel like, but I feel like they overdo it with having so many books so that we can get away with all this like continuity stuff. That's why three books should be more than enough. You know, you want to give time and plenty to, to She-Ra. That we could have, um, you know, Bo team up with Rio Blast. You know, they have, have them cross over in the worlds. And stuff. I just feel like there's, 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 you don't want too much, but I think three is more than enough. Okay. From my personal perspective, at least. Well, I'll ask you guys another general comic book question because uh, TV shows, and Tyler, you and I talked about this the other day have evolved to a point to where it's almost like you can't call them TV shows to a certain degree because mm -hmm. a lot of people have cut the cord in terms of cable, so a lot of what we consume is on streaming services, and when those shows come out, it's just, here. here's the series. 
it's a season, but here's the series. Do you think that comic books could benefit from going from that model of once a month issues to if they have a story that big that they wait and just sell it as one trade paperback. I know that it's all about no, because they want to maximize sales. Yeah, covers. And yeah, stuff like that. I know it's all about money, but I, there's part of me that just feels like ultimately, as we go further, because the comic industry is kind of hurting pretty good right now. I, well, I, think, I mean, it was hurting before the pandemic yeah. started too. But I, but but I I I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like then you'd be asking people to pay a lot because then they got to make up. If they're not going to sell individual issues, well, they're going to have to ask for a larger price for a compendium or like a, a large trade paperback or a hardcover, you know, for one big story. Even though they do that, you know, once the, the miniseries is over, they're going to reissue the whole set or all 12 issues in, in a set and want you to pay a premium price for that because it's hardcover. Or even when it's softcover, you're still expected to pay around 18, 20 bucks. You know, but, for four or five issues in one set, and then buy another one. It's just. But don't you don't you think the the mentality? Because I have that mentality of like when books come out, and if I'm intrigued by it, I'm like, well, I'll just wait when the the trade paper. But comes but that out. that's the whole excitement when you get into reading comic books. And, and Joe, like you know, back when the He Man book was coming out regularly, like you look forward to it each month. It it, it was it was. It's just like when a new episode, you wait for a new episode of a, a good show, you couldn't wait for it to come out. Like it is part of the excitement and the anticipation of it. Yeah, you like, I want to read it now, especially when they kept filling comic books up with so many damn ads anymore, where it's like most of the book is nothing but advertisements with four or five pages of artwork. You know, um, you read back books back in the 70s, 80s, and 60s, most of it's all, all story. And, and now it's just like, well, let's cut out l less story here. More advertisement and stretch it out over five or six issues, which means you got six months trying to tell a story that could have been told in one issue. You know, it just it's just you know, and I, I do not claim to know much about the ins and outs of how the comic industry works, right. I, but just knowing how how current books are and stuff like that, I I, I just could not see them ever doing that. As, as nice as it would be for us as the fans to want not have to wait a whole year to see the story completed. Um, yeah, they, they would never go. To and that's that. the difference. That was the genuine excitement of like when I would go get the He-Man comics was knowing every month I was going to get yeah. you know a brand new story. You know, it was exciting. See, that's the thing. It wasn't always a constant story arc, but it was fun. You know, like you said, they would have different characters. I mean, He-Man sometimes yes. I mean, He-Man's on the cover of all of them except I think the one with Hordax face right there with everything surrounded. But basically, yeah. He-Man, Prince Adam are on the cover of each one. But you know, you are having the other characters doing stuff. But that's the thing. If they were to just do a one big, like I said, trade paperback and have it all together, it's like, okay, sure. You you don't have to wait for the 16-month payoff. It's it's right there in one, in just one solid issue. But you know, like you said, they're going to want to do it every month because they're getting money from that. Then when it's done selling, three months later, now get the trade paperback. That's more money for them. So, yeah, they'll never probably just say, yeah. here's the payoff. I, I think Here's 12 issues. I think I was just looking at it from a, a perspective of just how we are as a society and how we consume things now, as opposed to what how we well, did that's twenty years going ago. Digitally, yeah, as opposed to like going out and you know, which I, I, I like reading books. Did I never thought I would like it, but it definitely helps save space. You know, and a lot of us can't afford to go and get a lot of these high dollar issues that as kids you only heard stories about. Like I couldn't, I nowhere I could afford to get the first appearance of Juggernaut and actually read it. Like you know, unless you got an expensive trade paperback. Hey, I got that book. Which, 
you know. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> do you, you really? Have, you do not have the first appearance of Juggernaut. Yeah, I do. Go don't. get it. Yeah, I do. You really? It's got not it? here. It's at Can my parents' it? house. But yeah, oh. my dad bought it. <laughs> if you really show that, uh, Tyler's with what the fuck? Show that next week. You all have right, got I'll, to show I'll, this I'll, next I'll, week. Uh, I, I do need to go to my parents to get all my comic books and bring them over here to the house. Because I, uh, I remember when Tyler was flipping through and I had the first issue of the Mass of the Universe comic. He's like, oh my god, you have this. Uh, uh. Hold on. Tyler genuinely almost looks like pissed. Like, are you fucking shitting? Because he knows it. all the books you have. Books. I had to tell him what he had. Yeah. So that's why like, I don't recall ever seeing the first no, th- th- No, this was, this was after that. This was like... Uh, I know I know your dad bought the first appearance of Rhino. And he bought the first appearance I have, of... Uh, I have Juggernaut. Um, I have Juggernaut as well. This came after you went through my comic collection, but yes, I, I'm trying, I do have I'm trying that to book. remember when you would have told me that, though, because now it's starting to sound a little familiar. Because I had completely like, uh, wiped that from my memory man, that you had that. Mm, this was this was probably about 10, 10, 12 years ago. Is this your dad getting it at the flea market? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Tyler might hate you even more with all the toys you've Dude, had and all well, the boxes and everything I, in the world. It's like, now you got this. No, well, see. God, I told him, like, hey, you know what that is over there? It's the first Prince of Wolverine. Like, really? Souls? Shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when we went to the beach. We went in that comic shop, and you're like, look at that. Because beside of that was uh, Spider-Man. Amazing Fantasy 15, But the, the cover was half ripped off, and the Wolverine book was in, like, the good shape. I, it, it's graded. I want to say it was, like... 8.5 no or like it, that. no it was, it was lower than that but the dude wanted 325 i'm like you got it and i just bought it and tyler's like are you kidding me, you, <laughs> you kidding me? to be that lucky huh wow <laughs> well how about we get I to some of these suckers seen, i had no idea what the hell it was and he bought it right there in front of me i was like just do it to piss me off just to spite you just say look what i have now something else that you <laughs> oh, don't what's, have what, what's this in my pocket 375 dollars oh man Oh, oh. Uh, I, I'm just like, hey, gonna buy the first Prince Wolverine. What do you know? I happen to have that right here in my pocket. <laughs> Tell him to help me count it. <laughs> he, the whole time he was like, I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you're doing this. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, doing it, man. I, I, yeah, it was just unheard of to, you know, because I, I just never thought I could afford any of the high dollar, like, you know, big pinnacle and key issues of, of comic books and. Well, you're not rolling like Nathan. You're not rolling like him. This and guy can a, get a lot of it too was by uh, some of the stuffs by chance, like with Venom, when that happened. Like this is when Dad and I were like at at the height of collecting comics, and those issues came out, and he was like, "Yep, gotta get that, gotta get that, gotta get that." Like the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man with the variant covers. I, I'm pretty sure we have all of that. Look at Ty. I have so Ty- many yeah. I don't think I have anything as old as, I mean, well, as, as, you know, rare as you. I remember it was uh, maybe seven years ago. I looked and I was like, I didn't realize I had issue number one of the things. So I looked online. I was like, this ain't worth shit. Because <laughs> I thought, man, I got issue one of the things. Like, nobody wants this fucking thing. But I got it. So. There are so many old books. And that's why you, when you go to film and stuff, they all, I mean, and, and, and you know who's who's legit and who's not. But they all think because they're old. It's the old, it's the first issue of this. Well, it's worth you know, $500, yeah. better slap it on there. No, the, like, the, no, the comics that my dad was getting at flea markets were from guys that were like, I know what's in there, and I have it priced, but he's like, half off. 
all this. And dad was like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. So he would drop like 150 bucks and get these, all these books that were like worth well more than that. And I would show Tyler be like, dude, look what he got. And Tyler's like, oh my God. Uh. And I struggle like to make ends meet. And, and, and I, I do have some key issues on display here that I got over the summer during this whole pandemic, but it was just like, like, do I dare pull the trigger on the first princess? Do I do it? Do I do it? And Nathan just dropping a pallet of cash and like, just let me know when it arrives. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking like a month in advance. Like, can I, can I make it that far for bite right now? And, you know, I, I've oh, been, God. I've been very uh, fortunate in terms of, I, I don't know. I, I, went through a spell too where i just wasn't spending money on anything so other than bills so i was just like saving and then like getting better jobs and making more money so was that about two weeks was that about two weeks where you couldn't buy something no there there was a there was a time period are you kidding he buys shit now and he's still getting more as like he's getting paid to buy stuff now (laughs) no but there was a point like five years ago where like i just I was not like mentally in a good place, and I was just like, I don't, I don't care about anything, whatever. And I just wasn't buying anything. I'm like, all right, I need to get groceries, I need to car payment, internet bill, electric bill. Like I was just coasting through that, and then like, I don't know, stuff just started clicking. I, I think it's when like Tyler and I started, like we mended our friendship and started like hanging out and everything again that it just like let that spark in me all over again where i was just like oh yeah like I, I like this shit i remember that now life is great again i don't know it's that's life good. is weird that way but with uh with the comics we're pretty much like all across the board yeah. settled on you gotta have somebody doing it that cares about it you want to have stories that can be one-off stories that can be wrapped up in two issues you want to have it to where characters that didn't get much of a light shown shown i uh what would be shine shine no that doesn't sound right you got to give characters the spotlight i went third place in a walmart spelling bee when i was in seventh grade don't Wait, tell me whoa grammar really because i i finished uh I, I was like top 10 in like fifth grade spelling bee yeah but this was like last minute when i was on vacation in tennessee like i didn't study for this i just went and did it i spell good yeah, sure. I thought Joe said he smelled good. <laughs> sure you do, Joe. But uh, what's up, Mister Santos? There we go. Gr- go Grim two showcase. You need to showcase those characters that weren't necessarily utilized, and and sort of we're not saying go through and give them like this backstory because no. most characters don't need that. But give them something to do and make it memorable and make it fun. Have a lot of action in there. Humor humor can be used sparingly, as we've always said. You don't want to beat someone over isn't that funny, huh? Don't beat them over the head with it, but like just make it an enjoyable, fun fantasy ride. Exactly. But yeah, I well, just you... feel like we, we 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 mentioned so much this whole back behind me, back behind Joe are all characters that, you know, hell have never seen the light of day outside of a toy. If they got that. And that is it. And I know there are some fans, if you, you kind of poke them a little bit, they will get curious. Like, why don't we get to see more of Snake Face? Why can't Snake Face be the villain of something? What, like, why do we have to feel like it's got to be it's like the whole group of the same? Why can't it just be, you know, Whiplash is the main villain? Or why can't it be Batros again? Like, why limit to him to one episode? Why not give him 
his own uh, where he's the villain of this one particular comic or something like that. It's just so much stuff you could do. Hell, you could do it even stories with two with two Warren Badgers, the bad guys, and in, in that in that one book where you know you see them as bounty hunters. And that one one off story, like way before they they become too bad. Like hell, I would love to see that. Give me the give me the damn pen, people. I'll do it for free. I, I'm, Just make us look forward to wanting to read these comics. That's the main thing. I want to be excited again. Like I said, I have not been excited to read a comic since Val and Emiliano were doing their comics. N- nothing has got me excited. And these mini comics so far, the first issue with Origins is sad. It's pitiful. The ones that were classics, they weren't worth remembering. They, they definitely didn't honor Hero. Hero Unleashed. He's killed. Didn't do shit. But I'm not going to get to that. They'll piss me off. But yeah, just honor this stuff. And we might as well get to these fucking people in the chat room. <laughs> well, well, Joe, let's get to these fucking people. <laughs> Uh, hey, fuckers, if you got any questions for us, <laughs> shoot them down right now while Nathan will say something. How about that? Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I, I was just going to stress again, like we always do, if you guys found enjoyment in all those other books, we're happy that you did. We're glad that you enjoyed them. But also let us know in the comments why you liked them and not just like, I, I liked it. Like be, be specific about it. What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy if you didn't like them at all either? Like let us know what you guys think and what you would do what you would want to see in in a modern comic is it the same things that we sort of tossed out on the show is it something completely different just let us know leave a comment down below or you want to be like curtis ackman say well i just thought it was stupid well hang on hang on i wanted to i wanted to tell you too (laughs) as joe pulls his hood over his face no he said that uh hang on but he respects or understood where Tyler was coming from. Is that the part you're going to say that Curtis said? Uh, yeah, I was just trying. Uh, so, yeah. Curtis Ackerman says, see these ideas from Tyler. Imagine if Stout had that knowledge, respect, and excitement for the property. All right. I think he did respect the, the property. I don't. I, that's why I feel like I don't, you know, like, yeah, he did concepts that grew over time. Like, they're just concepts. Like, Mattel, you know, had to have the final say over a lot of that stuff as well. Like, they had to be okay with the design that he and Skelter both had. Like, you know, they had to be okay with all that stuff. It wasn't just Stout, just, I'm in charge here. You know, he was given the duty of come up with the costume designs and the set designs and all that stuff, too. So that's why I, I like, I think he did it justice. Like, I, if you don't like it, you don't like it. And I'm not going to hold, you know, anything against you for that. But to say Stout didn't really care about what he was doing with the film. He was just doing it for a paycheck. No, I find it to be complete nonsense. Like, no, I, I see nothing but passion with given the limited budget and that he was given the duties of product production designer in, as they're in production. He just gets, he get, gets the responsibility gets dropped on him. Yeah, The, the main, th- so, the main thing that anyone should take away from this, it's Canon films. I've said it like five times already. Like at the time that they put this into production, that, that, company was such that it was like in shambles when this was all going down this was like the last ditch effort to keep canon alive and it still looks amazing like yes if you want to be an asshole you can pick it apart all you want but the costumes look great the story works you know yes we all want to see a story that's set on eternia like no one's pretending that it needs to be on earth we get it it's strictly for budgetary reasons and that is it when you understand the backstory things like that, it's forgivable. When you learn that Michael Bay is like, you know, wow, fuck all that stuff. I'm going to reinvent the whole mythology and put Flames on Optimus Prime. Like, Ugh. 
That I got a problem. Yeah, and the with. Bay Turtles with like, oh, the April O'Neil was basically babysitting them. I don't know why. Don't do that. Yeah, see, that's someone who clearly doesn't give a shit about mythology and wants to come and do his own but, thing. But, but Gary but, Goddard and crew. But think about it. Were, were... Like it, here, here's the companies that are just like backing up with a dump truck full of money. It's like, man, make something. He's like, okay. <laughs> like they. It falls on them just as much as it does the filmmakers because, like, it, yeah. if if they wanted to, they could have put their foot down on it. Well, was it Eastman or Laird that was just like these Bay Turtles? This is great, but but he oh Kevin he he's yeah, getting Peter, a, he's getting a cut from it. That, like yeah. he's getting a big fat ass paycheck from this. So why should he give a shit either? You know, like it, at the end of the day, everything's about money. It's about money, like you. Anything you could see content creators on Twitch or YouTube, and what happens once they gain in popularity, they get advertisers that sniff around and they're like, Hey, can you advertise this? And what happens? Their videos start to have advertisements in them, and people get mad, and it's like, You sold out, or whatever. It's like, This dude was making this stuff for free beforehand. If he can do this now and get paid for it, why not? So, I mean, it'd be great if we got paid for this. If we got advertisers for like toy stores uh, online that were like, Hey, can you sponsor Big Bad Toy Store? Can you sponsor Metropolis and and all these other you know you know like hell you damn right I would do yeah. it. But I have no I, yeah, I wouldn't have any that. problem with it either. But you also have the fan base aspect that it's like hey you sold out and blah 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 and it's like well I mean pe- people people got to get paid at some like especially those that like take it to that next level. Now if it's like Tyler and I quit our jobs. Then you, and they were like, uh, "We'll pay you for this." Like, if we were ever to get paid well enough doing this, that Tyler and I could just quit what we were doing for a living, then hell yeah, we're gonna do that, and we'll shill the shit out of anything that you want us to. But yeah, I, it is the way it is. That, that's how the world works. Send me spam and Popeye's chicken. I'll do anything. <laughs> we'll get to the first question, but what, when I get to this first question, before I do it, I just want to say, guys, if you didn't know, it's time for the Q&A part of the show. So if you have any questions for us from the mini comments, the cartoons, to anything, anything else, anything. pop it up. But we'll get, yeah, we'll get to Adam Gabbert first. Mine's going to be super quick because I have no knowledge of the other. You'll see what I mean. Tyler, Nathan, Joe, from a scale 0 to 10 for horrible, you know, for 0, 10 for great. What do you give for the Super 7 Masters of the Universe figures? Club Filmation, Grayskull, Masters of the Universe Origin figures, Ultimate figures. Well, remember, Super 7 didn't do Origins. But as for all of Super 7's figures, I, I, don't, I wasn't part of buying them. I wasn't able to get them. So I can't give a rating. For Origins, I, I give a 5 because uh, the initial thought, great, cool. But the execution on a lot of them is just not good and where it should be hopefully it gets better so i give a five for origins nothing else on the others uh nathan tyler uh, I, don't, I don't know if you want to uh the super seven is kind of coming off the heels of what mattel had with classics i think for the most part they did a good job of continuing the line as best they could till the i guess this is now the 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 end of that maybe i don't know so i uh, a scale for those i i love the classics line if you can't, uh, let's see. I mean, you guys have probably uh, seen pictures of this. There, there's my. Let me move my head out of the way. Move that over. There, there's my classics collection. I, I've obtained the vast majority of this since I started doing the show with these guys regularly. So I love the line. So I, I'll go ahead and give their job on that. Uh, probably an eight out of ten, just because uh, the other issues, some of it out of their control, some of it QA issues, whatever. 
they're they're a smaller company that's gradually expanding. Uh, same thing with Club Filmation. I know a lot of those guys like having more of the Filmation stuff. I've seen the displays people have had. It looks great. Origins figures, I'm with Joe on that. I'd put a five. Like, yeah, I bought them. They're in the closet. I'm probably not going to do anything with them. Articulation's great, but what else did we lose from that? Like, head, head sculpts are weird. Paint apps are missing on certain parts, like with the Zodak. If you see, like under here it's like red and i'm like where where'd that come from it's not like that on the original figure so I, we've talked about that a lot and uh yeah those are my ratings i'm sure tyler's pretty much about the same other than origins being like probably a, a, a zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah they're four man's classics that's all that's all origins is it's just the exact same figures back behind me here 15 dollars, just smaller and they can't seem to get the damn heads right and shitty mini comics, just as shitty as the ones that Scott Knightley put out. But uh, but everything Super Seven did, like figure wise, was ten out of ten. I just I, I hate their business plan. You know, where you get you got to pay two hundred bucks in advance, and before you get anything, you can't do it in installments or anything like that. It's just it's it's, it's too much to expect people to fork over you know two hundred dollars and then another two hundred dollars when they got something else going out. Like I just. I know that's how they function. That's my only beef with them is is their is their business plan. I just I just ask too much of the wallet. I can't stand it. That's why I have to go to Big Bad Toy Store and do pre orders that don't ask you to pay anything and just hope to God I've got the two hundred bucks when it's time for the, for them to pull it out of my wallet. So there's my take on that. All right. Um, Zen Brown wanted to say because you guys were talking about spelling, he just did want to say that he got second place in his fifth grade uh, spelling being. Spelling bee only because the kid before him spelled the word correctly. He said it should have gone to sudden death over time. To be fair, was well, Zen Brown. You are the first loser. So, but either way, congratulations <laughs> on not winning. Uh, I want to hear more about this. I want to hear more about this spelling bee that Tyler was in in fifth grade or seventh grade. Sorry. It was just at a Walmart in Tennessee when I went went to Tennessee with Matt Hilton and his family. This was just like, random. Advertises. You just what's that? You, it was this was random. You just went in there and it's like there's a spelling bee. I'm gonna enter. Yeah, we saw like an ad for the spelling bee that was going to be the next day, and we were both like, "Let's do it," <laughs> and we did. And and Matt Matt definitely was more intelligent than I was. And I'm like, man, I beat him. And it came down to three. The top prize was a Game Boy, so I got third place and got a baseball glove. <laughs> I misspelled the word cellar. Uh, re- oh, like like basement cellar well, or wine uh, cellar? Like, or, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, did you just yeah. spell did it? You spell it like S E L. You spelled it probably like selling something. Is that how you spelled no, it? No, I spelled, spelled it C E L L E A E R instead of A R. Instead of A R. Right. Yeah, you, hey, you, you dumb bastard. Uh, I was surprised I didn't know Nathan back then because Nathan would have traveled all the way there just to go. Ah, this motherfucker can't spell seller. You know, Did I mention the, the things that I won when I like to drink my tears? I, I randomly walked in a couple places and won stuff before. It, it wasn't about spelling. Is this about the crazy fucking ta- Spider-Man jacket again? Uh, Jesus! No, this was about Crazy Taxi walking. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, God, that media play was holding the tournament for Crazy Taxi on the Sega Dreamcast. You walk in, you play it, and after three days, whoever was the one that got the most money from all the fairs would win a copy of Crazy Taxi. And I was doing the skips and jumps and getting all these extra bonus things from making the customers real excited. And I had the most, and I won that. And I walked into a Funko Land at the time to play a NASCAR. I think it was '97. I hate NASCAR, but I walked in, was looking for new stuff. The guy behind the counter said, because uh, he knows me, he's like, Joe you want to try that whoever gets the fastest lap by the end of the day will win
win NASCAR '97. So no, it was like you only the, won because no one else would play because he said by the no, by no. the end of the day, and you just sat there and just played. It's like no, someone else was shot. Get out of here! I probably gave it to him so he would go home. No, no, it was around two o'clock when I walked in. I played, and all I did was go in a stupid fucking circle. I mean, I hate NASCAR, so I just went in a circle, 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 and I had the fastest time. He said, "We'll call you eight o'clock to let you know if you're the winner." Called at eight o'clock, and they did have a bunch of people around there. I won. I came in the next day, got it, and sold it to the neighbor across the street that loved NASCAR. So, so we got it five days in advance. So, there, there's my nerdy story. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, Curtis Ackerman. Oh no, not Curtis Ackerman. Uh, Grimbot said, uh, "Sorry, William Stout didn't do the movie justice." You just want to say it's you, Tyler. Um, oh yeah, I, I, I meant to call him out for it too because I know Deuce was posting all this like you know <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast I'm sorry Deuce you created He-Man you know better than all of us and you know on the seventh day Deuce created He-Man <laughs> now you know uh, Baba Hood 69 said where did Oracle get his start the comics filmation or the toys it was filmation and then we yeah we got an interesting toy. I was never a fan of that damn toy. I mean even though he did a stupid magic trick, I hated the look of Orko. I just I God I couldn't stand that damn Orko toy. He was too big and bulky for me. But eh, that's just my thing. Uh, let me I, I might have missed a lot, Nathan. I'm trying to catch. Did, that's all. That's all. The, we don't have any questions. There has to be others, but um, did uh oh yeah because somebody where was this? Uh, Grimbot said. That somebody referred to Skeletor's sky sled as being referred to as an evil jet. I don't remember that ever being said. I don't think, but well, I'm sure some just... dipshit somewhere said that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um. Uh, well, Papa Hoods, you can you can see it. I'm not going to pull it up because I, I really am not whoring myself that close. He said, "Could you show off the new customs?" But <laughs> they're there. I just I, I ain't going to do that. Do um, it on your own time. We're trying to answer. Questions. Grim Two says, "Well, not to brag, but I did indeed create He Man." Uh, uh, well, we know that you did, and you like to remind us every time. And anytime, I'm, I'm surprised when James is not posting something about figures like, you know, James, I created that, you know. And when you post pictures of your human figures, you owe me a dollar. You know, but you between know? like anything I, I post on Facebook that Grim will correct me on, and Eric Amen, like if I have any sort of grammatical slip up that he corrects me on, I live in fear of posting anything on Facebook these days. Uh, Curtis Ackerman says, "What what were your guys' thoughts on the icons of evil comics?" I liked them. I, I liked them. I enjoyed them. Trap Jaw balls. I was just gonna say, Trap Jaw was the one that I enjoyed the most, especially yeah. just the just the well, it was grotesque in points, but I still enjoyed them. I enjoyed them all. It was different. It was almost like what you were saying. We had our one comics, and then kind of some different little one offs. It was interesting. I mean, yeah, maybe something could have been. Told a little different, but I still liked what I got. I mean, Merman was him. the weakest by far because it didn't. It didn't really. I remember it was so forgettable. Like it really didn't give you much of anything. And Triclops, I didn't like seeing Triclops as a good guy and just become blind and and then allies himself with Skeletor. Like, that, I didn't that like that kinda, at all. That, that gave off the vibe of like uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man and trying to make all the villains sympathetic. Oh, you know, God, like, yes. it, it, it was like that. But I, I do remember uh, specifically. It, I want to say it was Books a Million when the Trap Jaw one was out, and you you took me over to it, and you like opened it up. You're like, Look, check this out, and I was like, oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it, that that was universally loved by everybody. Like, I would buy that as can even today. Like, <laughs> not Trap Jaw coming from you know another dimension. Like, is this you know kind of generic villain that you know mouths off to Skeletor and starts a rebellion, and Skeletor breaks his damn jaw. Yeah, like and then Triclops. Well, not Triclops because Triclops is not a scientist. Damn it! 
Or a weapon. Well, give... He's a swordsman. He's a bounty hunter, damn it. I love the bounty hunter more than anything. Yeah, Gavin, so yeah, and Gavin yeah, the Nerd had a question for you. That Trap Jaw book was 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 wonderful. God, it was so good. The art we was haven't great. covered that yet, have we? And it was all told in one issue. How about that? See, that's what I mean. And we haven't covered that yet. Maybe we could do that. We could do a read through on that. Maybe even next week. Yeah, Hell, I, might as well start covering. Let's do it next week. Comics. Do that next week. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, and Gavin the Nerd has a question for you, Tyler. This is probably where we'll end it. He said, Tyler, what serious drama movie would you put Joe in? Brian's Brian Song, Rocky, Steel Magnolia, etc. What would you choose? So. I, I, I feel like I could put Joe in anything, but it would be strictly to mock him for, you know, for the stuff that he does. Like, and, and I've thought about it a few times just because I like to amuse myself. I've loved putting Nathan and stuff because of how, how angry he gets about things. And But I just feel like you could do it like, you know, I just picture like, instead of Jason, like, he's wearing the, the Joe Amato mask, like, in the Jason Takes Manhattan teaser trailer. It's just goes, it's like, some guy sitting there with their plaid, you know, and then turns around, and it's just the Modulite mask, and everyone's, like, screaming, like, New York has a new problem, because this guy's gonna eat your damn food, and, you know, and instead of, like, being at the bottom of a lake, Joe's in the bottom of a dumpster, and someone dumps oh. a bag of garbage on it, and then he kind of wakes up, oh, man, bear claws? Holy shit, man! It's me. See, and he's just, it's just going out after everybody and, and, and you know and you know, ignoring naked babes. He's just after their Twinkies. You know, I, I it was just funny. It, it just like putting Joe and he's drowning in a cup full of eggs. Oh, <laughs> I <laughs> you like this flashback of Joe with his mask on. Help, help! And I wasn't knowing because they're all making love instead of feeding this poor boy food. And... See, I I would. Uh, Gavin the Nerd mentioned Still Magnolias. I'd put him in that because I remember the scene where it's like Julia Roberts, they're like cutting her hair and and she starts like having a seizure and they have to give her orange juice and shit. I can see them recreating that scene with Joe because they're trying to cut his hair because it's all just like sticking out and going all over the place. And it is and, he, and he hasn't had like a can of spam or something in a while, so he just starts like going there. It's like, yeah, get the spam, get the spam, and they're trying to like rip it open, but it won't. And then they get it, and all the the fucking <laughs> juice that's inside that nasty ass juice inside the can just like goes all over him. And then he takes it with his bare hands and just starts eating it. He's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. like, don't waste it. I, uh, uh, this could become a great segment where we could insert Joe into. The, the most obscene movie that you could think of, like and put him in it and just, but the mask is always there. Like you, you know, obviously just, you know, uh, it, oh, oh, the man without a face of Mel Gibson. And it's just like, Joe's like, you see my face here. And it's just like the modular mask. And he's like, Oh God. Like, you know, it's, 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 Joe Mato is the man. With it's sad. Face. I get excited about food. I mean, when it comes Christmas time and everybody's getting big gifts, and I always tell everybody, give me food. And I remember one time going to my relatives, and, you know, when you're having everybody gathered, and I'm not into, like, usually goofy casseroles and shit, but they have this cheesy potato thing that tasted delicious. And I think I just got, <laughs> listen, I got one, one serving, and all the other people, all the other fucking family members ate it up. <laughs> So I remember telling my cousin. This, this, this is how uh, Tyler's movie, like the Jason takes my. This is how this starts. Starts at the family reunion, yeah. but it was around Christmas. I told her, I said, next year for Christmas, could you just make a whole pan of that just for me? That's the gift I want. So everybody's getting these nice jackets, all this other shit, and she literally brought a pan of the cheesy potatoes that I sat and ate by myself. Or Joe's sad. walking around downtown, and he just got a phone call saying that it was all eaten. He goes by and kicks the guy's like a boom box because he's just pissed off about it. He didn't get the casserole, whatever it is. You a dead meat slime bag! And then Joe lifts his mask up and they're like, 
What's the big deal? You're 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 a regular Joe. Are we supposed to be scared by this? Are you saying that you're ugly or something like that? And Joe's like, in my mind, it was the mask by then. Walks was away. it last year or the, was it last year, last Christmas or the year before, where Emily made cookies and this was, they had already been made like three, four days prior? And you're like, you got to mail those to me. Mail me some. I was like, yeah. Joe, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna be stale. He's like, I don't care. I didn't care. They were delicious. <laughs> I ate the one thing right when it came. I think I ate some on the podcast. But God, those are delicious. Uh, if she does it again, I'd I, be yeah, really I, I've already decided that would be your Christmas present. I'll get Emily to make cookies. And I'll just mail them to you. Freshly baked cookies. I go. took like this big God, ass what? box too, and just like put a bunch of like styrofoam and stuff in there. And I'm like, hopefully this doesn't move around too much. Not like I don't think Joe would care if any fell out in the box. It was just a big crumbled mess of just nothing but cookie crumbs, and then Joe's sitting there, like, snorting it up. <laughs> he, ta- he, he, ta- he takes, like, a dollar He's bill, like dollar a bill and like, rolls like, it up. it up there and, like, snorting him through, like, the $100 bill he got paid for destroying a men on card Scareglow. And, like, can you, can you like, customize Scareglow into, like, a crack at it? We'll call him Scareblow. Like, sure, man. It's just snorting up cookie crumbs. <laughs> That's good stuff. I think she made snickerdoodles and chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. I can't remember the others. But I love them chocolate chip cookies. Those were the best that she did. Yeah. Go batch of that. So uh, there. That's heads up. <laughs> All right. Well, guys. Um. Yeah. That was great. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um. For anybody that's new to this podcast, make sure that you like, subscribe, share, and ring that bell so you can always be notified when we go live. God, I'm getting excited. And until next time, have a powerful day. Jack, it's an important job I need. Someone I can trust. You are my number one card. Yeah, there you go. The uh, on in Batman. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say De Niro. <laughs> no, no, that's, exactly. And I love when the Joker did that back to his number one guy. Yeah, you mean Bob the Goon? Come on, Joe. Don't say his number one. You gotta say Bob, Bob the Goon. Yeah, don't be cheap on me. And, Bob... and he kills poor Bob the Goon. I felt so bad. It's, it just showed that the Joker didn't give a shit. I mean, even towards the end, there, boom, and he just shot him. I was like, wow. But hey, at least he got an action figure. So. Yeah. He did. Why? Why hasn't Mattel gone back and done, get, give us like a uh, like an up 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 like a new like modern scale Bob the Goon figure? Damn it. Yeah. Need some Bob the Goon. Be cool. All right, guys. See you next time.